one. Welcome to another episode of The Inquisitive Analyst. I'm your host, Marcus Udekang. It's a show where we chat about business analysis and project management and the challenges, triumphs, and contributions within those fields. It's inspiring, it's upbeat, and it's inquisitive. My guest today is founder of Bridging the Gap for Business Analysts, and she was at one time Vice President of Marketing for the IIBA Denver Chapter. I consider her to be a storehouse of knowledge in all things business analysis. So please help me welcome to today's show, Laura Brandenburg. Welcome, Laura. Yeah, thank you so much for having me here, Marcus. I'm honored by being here and that beautiful introduction. So thank you. It's a great great honor to have you, no doubt. It's all the way from from North Carolina. (laughs) Sunny, uh, unlike the cold Calgary up here. So today, Laura, I've got a number of uh, questions to ask you about business analysis. And perhaps we can start off by asking what gave you the incentive to teach business analysis? Yeah, you know, that's, that's an interesting story. It seems like it would be such a simple question, but really it's, it's not something that I ever at one point set out to do. It sort of evolved over time. So I left my corporate role as a director of enterprise analysis, where I was managing project managers, business analysts, and quality assurance professionals. Um, I had a whole team. That was about 13 years ago. And I started to forge more of an independent consulting path and started bridging the gap, which at that time was really a blog. And my goal was to land consulting clients. And that didn't work. (laughs) What happened is I connected with a lot of peers in the industry, um, got a broader perspective, started, that's when I started um, volunteering for IIBA. Uh, But I also then experienced a lot of people reaching out to me with questions about business analysis and how to start a business analyst career specifically. Um, And so in particular, one of the things that I had noticed, like I started to do some career coaching and more around the career development side. uh, And I started to notice that people, even that had training in business analysis, or, you know, at that time, there were just a few master's type programs, um, but they still either like felt held back from the opportunity, like they couldn't find the opportunity to do the work, or they weren't really confident enough to do the work. And so I set out to like, well, how do I help people actually follow the path I did, which was building a lot of business analysis experience when I was in my editorial role and in my quality assurance role, like before I actually got into my first systems business analyst role. Um, and, And that's what really led me to start a training company that's very much application oriented and building real world experience because that's what we see people that's how we see people get results. And so it didn't, it wasn't like I even started bridging the gap knowing it was going to be a training company. I started it with a completely different goal. Um, and then I, it, it really, my interactions with the community led me to that, just to, to solve the problem that I saw in, in the profession. So in a sense, you kind of fill the gap, so to speak. Yeah, exactly. Bridge the gap. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Business analysis are problem solvers, right? Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Yeah. yeah, we do. Actually, talking about solving problems. So maybe we can start off by having you take us through a high-level overview of a step-by-step process framework, which, which most, in fact, all business analysts do. Yeah, for sure. So I was going to share a slide here. Let's yeah, see, make sure I'm sharing the right one. So this is the eight-step business analysis process framework that we teach at Bridging the Gap. 
And what we find is that BAs who have a process, almost any process, like they have more confidence and they also gain more, more credibility because instead of sort of reacting to whatever comes up or what maybe a stakeholder might ask you to do, you're shepherding them through a process and you know, you know what, where you're going in the next step and kind of what you're driving towards. So this process starts with just like the getting oriented. I talk about this as like you get off a plane. We haven't done that in a while, right? But like well, most of us haven't done that in a while. And you're like, where am I? What do I do? Where do I go next? Like, and so who are your stakeholders? Who are your, um, what is this, the, the reason that you're doing the project at a very high level? Um, what kind of background information do you need to have? And what's, what's your role, right? Like, what are you actually supposed to be doing on this project? Um, because it's not always the same. And then from there, we go to, to defining the business objectives, like why are you doing this project? Why is your organization investing in this project? And using that information to help define the scope or what we are actually going to accomplish in this project specifically. And then from there, you can go to step four, which is creating your business analysis plan. So a lot of BAs are both in project management and business analysis roles, right? So you might also be doing the project plan for the whole project, but even if you're not, you should be creating the business analysis plan. Like what deliverables will you be creating? Who is needed in those deliverables? Like what stakeholders need to approve them or provide input to them? So you're really setting expectations around both your role and their involvement. Um, and then from there we get to step five, which is I think what most of us think of when we think of business analysis, like actually doing the requirements, right? So like, Figure, analyzing, discovering, validating, kind of that. This is like the meaty step where we're doing the work of business analysis or the bigger kind of heavy lifting. Um, and then from there, I like to think of like, you're kind of in a driver role through step five, and then you kind of lean back a bit and you're more in a support role through six and eight, six and seven. So you're supporting the technical team. Like we're not throwing this over the wall and then oh, figure it out. You're like in collaboration with the technical team as well as with the business to ensure that they implement the actual solution in the best possible way and achieve the ROI that the company was looking for. And then hopefully at the end, you have a bit of time and attention to actually look at the value that you created and can celebrate those wins and accomplishments. And it might be very tangible, like a, a like a hard number metric type value, or it could be a little bit more qualitative depending on what your organization does when it comes to metrics. So, so looking at this business process analysis really is, like you said, it's a path to get from one place to, to, to another place, but also it gives a degree of clarity and it's extremely collaborative. Like it's not a one man or a one woman show. Uh, this is really a team, a teamwork type of thing. Definitely. I always think it's a little ironic that we have like a business process to describe the business analysis process, right? But we do <laughs> need to use our own tools on our own work. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, yeah. I think this is, this is definitely a great starting point. Because some people, they just, because they just, a lot of projects I've noticed, they throw you in midway. You're not starting from the beginning. This is this is the the diagram kind of shows, uh, you know, beginning to the end. But a lot of times, at least projects I've been on, they just throw you midway and you go, aha, where's my business process? Where's all this stuff? And you got to find it on your own. But um, but when you do start from the beginning, this this gives a, a great degree of clarity. And yeah. when you get thrown in the middle, uh, then you got to start finding the documentation <laughs> to to give you that clarity. Too. And it's totally not uncommon to get thrown in and just like just start the requirements, right? But what you find, I think, is you end up spinning in circles yeah. until you go back and at least get to like, why am I doing this? What's yeah. the scope of what we're doing? 
what do I need to like at least at some sort of like basic level understanding the information from those first few steps yeah no you definitely you definitely need this so let's let's uh, talk about use cases as well. Use cases, yeah. use cases, use cases. Is this just a thing of the past with with waterfall? I mean, will user stories do us so much more good these days? Yeah. So I mean, one of the things I know I um, I just wanted to show because I know we're going to talk about the different techniques in the toolbox and how I think they kind of relate to the framework. Mm -hmm. So this is the business analyst blueprint framework we teach, and I just want to share a bit about it in the context of your question of, of sure. use cases, right? So I think of the framework is like the steps we go through on a project, and then the pieces on top where we talk, talk about business level, use case level, and information level as the, um, like the tools that we have in our toolbox that we're going to use in step two, like to discover the business objectives, and in step five, to do the detailed requirements. So like just kind of having that toolbox is also really important. Um, in terms of your question about use cases specifically, um, I think use cases and user stories are, are both important. Um, user stories are on this model as well. I see them primarily as a tool to communicate requirements when you are on an agile team, right? They are often, depending on how your team does them, but they're very often very compartmentalized pieces and bits of functionality and they're organized in a way that supports the development process which is amazing because it makes for a very efficient and, de and effective development process but they aren't really an analysis tool hmm. right so like i know when i i learned use cases before user stories but i also see people learning user stories first and they're sort of like how do i know when i'm done yeah. how do i know what all the interactions are like how do i how do I get the big picture? And the use cases are really a tool to give you a big picture and to really analyze what does a user need to do? How do they need to interact with a software system to achieve an objective? So like many more senior BAs, I think can be successful in user stories because they intuitively are just thinking in use cases, mm, yeah, right? And they yeah. don't even know it. So I think a new, we teach use cases because that newer business analyst needs to know how to think and use cases before they can just kind of on the do that on the fly yeah you got to learn yeah. to walk before you can run and the use cases the walking and then when you run with yeah i, I see what you mean it's, it makes a lot of sense yeah so let's, yeah uh, though of course oh. you know you may not never show your use in in certain environments it might not be the deliverable that yeah. you create for your development team it might be more of a thinking analysis tool yeah no yeah. that's true yeah um so let's let's talk about data modeling just for a minute. So why, yeah. why, why do business analysts really need data modeling? I and mean, isn't this sort of something that data analysts do and not business analysts? In some organizations, for sure, I, it always depends on what your role is and who is doing what. Um, for sure. I, I, I never say like, I don't have a prescriptive view of like, you are a business analyst, so you have to do this. Uh, though I see data modeling techniques really become very useful for business analysts who are working on system integration projects or mm. migration projects where you're moving data from one system to another, mm. or honestly, even really simple projects where you're adding a field to a screen. Because when you're adding a field to a screen, we all know it's not just about being able to see that field on that screen, right? It's about yeah. populating a database. There's like maybe another system that needs that piece of data or a report that needs to see that. And so understanding the data and how it's modeled and making sure that the way it's organized, especially as you're adjusting and, and 
creating new fields serves the business is to me the purpose of understanding the data modeling techniques. It's not to analyze the data that gets created as the business operates. It's making sure that the data is there so that it can be analyzed by data analysts, data analysts yeah, in the future. That's true. Yeah, yeah. A yeah. bit of a higher level of perspective of the data. Yeah. Although yeah. It, it can get quite detailed depending on your project, yeah. for sure. Oh, so it can. Yeah, especially if you're yeah. if you're running SQL code or something like that. Yeah. It, it, the, odd, <laughs> the odd business analyst does a, does the SQL. Not all. Not all of us do, but some do. Yeah. Yeah. True. So let's um let's talk about agile a bit. Uh, I know that you you look at you teach requirements processes, right? Do we need requirements processes in an agile environment, or or how how can we do it in an agile environment? Yeah, I feel like you know no matter if you're having a successful software project and you're successfully delivering software that solves a business problem, somebody is doing requirements analysis and business analysis. It may be under a different set of terminology. Mm -hmm. So um, you can call it whatever you want, right? <laughs> I think of it as business yeah. analysis and uh, it definitely happens on agile teams. Uh, and I do feel like a lot it's getting better, but a lot of the agile structure is really focused in that step five, right? Mm -hmm. Like, okay, we're in a sync, a, a pace of yeah. figuring out our user stories and developing that. And you're like in steps five, six, and seven, which is great. You need that. But there's also that need to like, look at the bigger picture. Like, are we actually going in the right direction? Are we actually solving the right problem? Do we have all the right stakeholders involved in making this decision? Um, and those are the pieces in business analysis that that are come from the business analysis body of, of work in that business analysis profession. And yeah. so we obviously have to all play together and work together because we yeah. it's not it's not about like any sort of separation whatsoever. Yeah. No, it's true. Yeah, that iterative, constantly testing, retesting. That's definitely agile. It's right there. I mean, it's it's there. It's been there all the time. They just haven't called it agile. Now they're calling it agile. So right, <laughs> it's a uh, yeah, yeah I mean, I, my early experience was very iterative. Like, I never worked in a true, true waterfall environment where, like, you just threw it over the wall. Like, we did yeah. some really big requirements documents that I don't think were, like, looking back, were not as useful as we thought they were at the time, yeah. right? And yeah. so I've moved to a much more streamlined set of documentation. Yeah. Like, the scope statement I recommend for that step three is, like, a three-page template, right? Yeah. It's not a 50 page template. So yeah. like you're, you're doing it in a lightweight way, but you're empowering your, your business to make good decisions. Yeah. Doing it in a lightweight way. I like that. That's definitely the case. Yeah. They're taking it and they've just cut it down to size. I remember doing those large documents and I just, it's like, ah, oh, what a nightmare. Now, now it's yeah. All <laughs> yeah, we did that in my early yeah. role. And then we went and like, we split it all apart and did like dozens of use cases at time. Yeah. And I was like, was just so much redundant work it was like repackaging yeah, one yeah, set yeah, of information yeah, yeah into another it's kind of cool yeah bridging the gap bridging yeah the gap. you guys you guys have been around a long time so you provide online training you provide certifications you've got a new certification out uh it's really so valuable for bas in general obviously because so can you explain a bit uh, about the services that bridging the gap offers yeah for sure and uh, and thank you thank you for the opportunity as well so our, our primary offering is the Business Analyst Blueprint Certification Program, and that's where participants can earn their applied certification in business analysis. 
So there's really three main components of that program. One being the foundational business analysis skills, which are the four skill areas that you talked us through. So business process analysis, use cases and wireframe data modeling, and that BA process framework. Um, and it's really, I, I pride it on being practical, real world oriented training. Like it's, it's how do you apply this in the real world versus kind of a bunch of things that you might need to do someday or would do like if you had unlimited time and energy, which we know we never do. Um, and so it's, it is all online as well. All the training is online. And then the second piece is, is really real world application. And that that's where you build that credible experience that gets you to the next step. So we provide hands-on instructor support and coaching and documentation reviews and you leave the program with vetted work samples that showcase your experience um, while also like if you're a practicing VA making a, a positive impact right away in your organization because you're using it in your on the job on the job role and then the third aspect of it being the certification um, which gives you that that credibility that recognition that you've actually done this it's been instructor reviewed it's been approved to meet industry standards and we do see that opening up new exposure and opportunities for business analysts as well so when you when you say we're looking through uh the practical side do you do you look at case studies at all just out of curiosity mm -hmm. or, or yeah well, we what we have people do is actually apply what they're learning in their role. So if they are practicing business analysts, they would do it like on an active project. Um, if they're not, often you can still you can always find an opportunity to analyze a business process. Like there's always something, and we've also had people who are unemployed like volunteer. Okay. So oh, okay. uh, yeah, so they're actually like it's, we do give you some samples, like so you have an idea of what you're going for, right. but. It, the case study really comes from your experience. Okay. Yeah. And so that it sounds to me like there's some mentoring and coaching going on here. If you've mm -hmm. got people who are helping out doing that as well. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. So it's not like you're in a, in a vacuum. There's a yeah. lot of, you know, like you can ask the instructor questions. We have a lot of um, group, co group coaching sessions where you can review your work with an instructor as well as then you get to see other people's examples. Uh, so you get a lot of exposure to different industries, people from different countries and how, you know, I always say how they're doing business analysis, but it's really all yeah. the same, right? Yeah, you think no, it's so it different, but it's, yeah, it's all the same. Yeah, no, it is, so yeah. you, you get to see how what you're learning is applicable in a, in a wide variety of areas. Mm. Oh, that's very good. Cool. Excellent. Yeah. yeah, I think it helps to build that foundation. Like you said, when you go out and you're just sort of thrown in to do like, uh, you know, like a user story is like, oh, oh. But if you if you had that foundation, if you understood the use cases, then when you when you get thrown into the into the mud, so to speak, you go now now I know how to swim. Now I know where I am because I I got all that foundation from Virginia. Gap. Exactly. That's good. Cool. Any um, anything else that we should know about uh, about bridging the gap or the ACBA certification? Um, just that you know we've been around since two thousand nine. I have tons of resources up on the on the blog. Um, I've been doing video blogs like this and written blogs for a long time, and uh, really all about that practical approach. So that to me is is what's what guides us is like how will people actually take this and use it in the real world. <laughs> and I must I must say I have spent hours and I don't know hours watching your videos on your YouTube channel. <laughs> over the over the last few years and i go back every once in a while so i'd i'd recommend to people to just start out doing that if you if you want to because there's loads and loads of information on that on there too as well thank you thank you
picture. Anyone in the audience wants to get in touch with you, how can we do so? Yeah, well, you mentioned the, the YouTube channel, so that's a great way. Uh, we also, you can go to my website, bridgingthegap.com. It does have hyphens in it. Uh, and when you're there, you can, we have a free quick start workshop, uh, quick start to success as a business analyst. It goes a little deeper on the business analysis process framework that we talked about, as well as different career strategies for getting to the next level in your business analyst career. That'd be a great way to learn more. Nice. Oh, I should mention, I, I shouldn't fail to mention this, your book. I bought your book. Oh, yeah. I, I, I have a copy of it. And that's another, another, uh, you might want to talk about that because that's definitely a, a good start for a VA. Yeah. Thank you for that. And I should have had it. It's like, it's back there, but <laughs> it's just enough yeah. big of a step. So yeah. yeah, it's called how to start a business analyst career and is available on Amazon. There's a, there's a link with some more information on it about our website, um, many other online retailers as well. And it really is a guidebook of like how to go from being interested in business analysis to creating your career plan to start a business analyst career. And some people go through the book and realize like, oh, wait, I'm already a business analyst. I don't, I just don't yeah. have a title, yeah. right? Um, <laughs> so that is a, that is a valid transition path as well to business analysis. <laughs> yeah. Very great. Well, thanks. Uh, thanks very much, uh, Laura. This is definitely a lot of information and, but, but I'm sure that the audience can, uh, can definitely take home a lot of this. And if they want to start a business analyst career, they've got the information. If they are already business analysts in their mid-career and they want to transition uh, to something bigger and better, they definitely can, can get in touch with Bridging the Gap too. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. And thanks for all that you're contributing to the community. Oh, you're welcome. Anytime. Yeah. Actually, it's a privilege to have you on the show. So uh, thank you very much for coming. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, take care and have a great day. Yeah, okay. this was really fun. Thank mm -hmm. you for that. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs>